I bet you've had this vision in your head for years now. The dream is that you're spending the next however long between your engagement and your wedding, living it up with your dream team on endless summer days, laughing in the sunshine, sipping cocktails and planning your most magical wedding day. The reality, unfortunately, is rarely as shiny and perfect as that. While the idea of having super supportive bridesmaids, maid or matron of honour, bridesmen, grooms people, brides dudes, best people, wedding party, attendants or I do crew is that the fun is multiplied and the tasks and responsibilities are shared. Often, one or two of them are a lot less than enthralled, won't communicate on that group chat that you specifically set up to discuss planning things with them, or just seem hell-bent on making what should be a wonderful and exciting time as difficult and stressful as possible for you. While there are superhero best men who I know of They've rallied together friends' cars at the last minute for a couple whose wedding cars just didn't show up. And I've known bridesmaids who frenetically decorated entire reception venues just minutes before the guests entered because there was a huge weather event that knocked out venue number one. It's the salty bridesmaid who endlessly complained behind your back that will stick in your memory for way longer than it should. And I don't want that for you. While there's never a 100% guaranteed solution for people letting you down, especially around your wedding, we can absolutely minimise the likelihood of it happening. And it all starts with the people you choose to surround yourself with, the ones you keep closest to you. And so in this episode, I am going to teach you the six dead set essential questions you need to be asking yourself before you pick your bridesmaids groomsmen, or wedding party. For ease of communication, I'm going to call these attendants bridesmaids from here on in, but you will know that your I do crew needn't be all women or even female identifying, and I understand that you might not be a bride. I absolutely see you, and these questions are applicable for all peeps. So let's get into it. Unbridely is a community of pro-wedding vendors who believe in freedom and integrity in weddings, giving you options, solutions, tips and tricks to create the experience and memories that you and your fiancé really want and deserve. Because we believe that weddings are a team sport. With how-tos, stories and interviews with recently married couples, we find out what went right and what they'd change if they could go back and do it all over again. I'm Camille and welcome to the Unbridly podcast. Okay, before we get into these six questions that you need to be asking yourself, I'd like to go back a little through the history of bridesmaids because I think it will colour the answer to these questions for you. So if you consider way back, way, way back, bridesmaids were in fact domestic servants. They were handmaidens. They not only dressed the same as each other, but the same as the bride, because way back when, it was thought that there were evil spirits about, that an occasion like a wedding, where a couple get together, is something that could be cursed as such. And so the idea was you dress up all these chicks, the same as the bride, to confuse the evil spirits. And then you get to have your wedding. And then once we decided that evil spirits might not be coming to weddings, 
There was the problem around the dowry. So a bride's family would generally be giving a dowry of some money, some land, some jewels. There was quite often cash involved and they'd be handing that over to the groom and or groom's family. So there was a very real risk then of them being robbed. So the idea of having, again, the bridesmaids, the domestic servants dress up like the bride was to confuse these sometimes kidnappers even from working out which one the bride was and working out who had the dowry. Generally, the maid or matron of honour would be entrusted with the cash element of the dowry. And yeah, sometimes brides were kidnapped. The groom always had to have his right hand free because, you know, God help you if you're left-handed, to be able to get his sword out to defend his bride, future bride. Dowry required to be paid to the groom and all the groom's family by the bride's parents meant there was a high risk on the wedding day that they'd either be robbed or the bride could be kidnapped and held to ransom. So the tradition, the custom, the reason behind having bridesmaids and groomsmen has changed. It's shifted, but many of the traditional expectations still remain. And so the number one question, the very first question you need to be asking, you know, if you're both having bridesmaids, groomsmen, attendants, you need to be asking this. What are your expectations around their involvement, level of financial contribution, attendance, and attention? Okay, so bridesmaids duties can be far ranging, which is a hangover from a long time ago. And as I said, bridesmaids were servants or slaves. So it all depends on how far you want to take this and it's your own. Make it work for you. Deciding on these expectations, even writing them down at this stage, not for anyone else, just yourselves. You want to know what's success for you. Having this line in the sand is crucial to the harmony of the group and your happiness in the lead up on the day and beyond. You'll be crystal clear in your own mind what it is that you expect your bridesmaids to do. These expectations can be broken down into three categories. So pre-wedding duties, wedding day, and post-wedding day duties. These can include the organization of and or payment towards all these things. Okay, you ready? Pre-wedding. We've got finding, trying on, paying for, you know, all of those things, bridesmaids' dresses, hair, makeup, shoes, jewellery, the bridal shower, the hen's party, wedding events like your engagement party, wedding ceremony rehearsal, a rehearsal dinner, and even wedding planning catch-ups. You might expect your bridesmaids to come together and arrange and pay for a wedding gift for you as a group. You might expect them to help you with the wedding planning. You might need them to help with pre-wedding logistics, who's staying where and doing what, and general emotional support. Now, this is just in the lead up. And then on the day, some of the expectations you have might include helping you get ready and touch-ups throughout the day, knowing what the schedule is, your timeline, helping with providing an emergency kit and using an emergency kit, you know, whether that's band-aids, safety pins, all those things, ensuring that you are well-fed and well-watered, arranging a dance, performing that dance, I'm guessing practicing the dance, and being a bathroom buddy to you, helping you many times in a rather large dress 
get to the toilet, (laughs) do your business and get out. So that's on the day. And then expectations after the wedding. Sometimes bridesmaids are expected to gather up the gifts, get them home. They may be expected to help clean up at the uh, venue, share the post-wedding excitement and photos, video, recovery events. I mean, it's huge. It's absolutely huge. Now, you might not want your bridesmaids to do all this stuff. Fair enough. But we need to know exactly what you do want them to do. So you've really got to ask yourself, is all of that reasonable to expect? And if not, or if you're not having certain pre- and post-wedding events, what is it that you're wanting and expecting? This and the success of choosing these bridesmaids all starts with you. Question number two, are they supportive? Often wedding planning comes with a truckload of responsibilities and checklists. In the lead up and on the big day, you're going to need more help than at almost any other time. Most of the fun, anticipation and excitement comes from sharing your wedding experience with the ones you love. When you're choosing your bridesmaids, it's essential to choose friends or family who will be supportive of you, your fiancé and your decisions. Helpful bridesmaids can truly ease the weight of wedding planning. So before you pick in these people, consider these two very important qualities. Let's face facts. You've always been the planner and the organiser. And your fiancé's eyes glaze over a little when you start talking about the details of your wedding day. But you really need someone to share this all with, to bounce ideas off, and someone who's not going to ruin the surprises, but also be supportive and maybe even offer a different perspective. So when you're needing to get a second opinion about your bridesmaid, your in-laws, or your first dance song, Unbridly Couples is your safe space. Unbridly hosts a private Facebook community where modern engaged couples can share ideas, chat, and solve problems, and generally just get freaking excited about their wedding. We also have a curated list of experienced wedding vendor professionals in there to offer suggestions and tips, insight into how to get the most out of your big day. But with no unsolicited DMs or pushy sales tactics, it's just not what Unbridly is about. So you can search for the Unbridly Couples Group on Facebook or just click on the link in the show notes. I'll see you in there. Easygoing. Your bridesmaids need to be tolerant and friendly. They should be someone you can easily talk to without having to censor your words. It's best if they don't fly off the handle. They need to be good listeners, positive, and most importantly, invested in your happiness. Also, reliable. Will these bridesmaids be there when you need them? Can you trust them? Are they accountable? Can you delegate tasks and be sure that they'll complete them well and on time? If the answer to any of these points is no, you might want to rethink your choice of bridesmaid. Question number three, will they be committed? Are your bridesmaids readily available to engage in and commit fully to your wedding? If their work is particularly demanding or they have other urgent priorities like family, pregnancy, study, they might not be the best fit. Friends who live far away may have difficulty 
participating in the activities and events you've got planned. It doesn't need to be nasty. It doesn't have to get personal. Sometimes your lives are just going in different directions and that's okay too. Other things to take into account include time. Planning and celebrating a wedding takes time. With activities like wedding dress shopping, fittings, bridal showers, bachelorette parties, being a bridesmaid is the equivalent of a part-time job. If having your squad by your side at these events is important to you, choose bridesmaids who have the time and money. Weddings are a social ritual and a celebration, a rite of passage in a couple's life. The customs and traditions of marriage are elevated from the everyday with relatively extravagant displays of hospitality, attire, experiences, and gifts. In short, weddings are not cheap, and being asked to be a part of someone's wedding party means you'll need money. When you add up the cost of the bridesmaid's dress, bridal shower, bachelorette party, hair and makeup, travel, accommodation and gifts, bridesmaids can be up for anywhere between $900 and $3,500 just for the pleasure of being one of your favourite people. If the monetary cost of being your bridesmaid is too much, it can result in tension and resentment. It's really worth taking that into account before you ask this person. Question number four, is this my choice? When it comes time to pick your bridesmaids, there's a possibility that your fiancé, friends, and even family will want to make their opinions heard too. Sometimes they might even suggest who you should choose as your bridesmaids for your wedding day. I've said it once, and I'll say it again. Obligation never works. While many will have suggestions and recommendations, you need to be honest and clearly communicate what you want. This is also a great practice for marriage. Including someone in your wedding party because you feel you should is a recipe for hurt feelings later on. Make sure you're choosing them because you want them to be included. Question number five, will they still love me tomorrow? The people who you have long-term relationships with are more likely to still be around after your wedding day as well. If you can't picture being good friends with your bridesmaids in five or ten years' time, you might need to remove them from your list. Other signs that your friendship isn't as strong as you think it might be are inconsistent communication. The frequency and quality of your communication matters. And new friends. Someone you've only known for a relatively short amount of time is an acquaintance. Will they still be interested in your happiness when they move away or change jobs? It's well worth thinking about. And question number six, and really every single guest that you invite to your wedding, you should be putting them through this filter as well. Will they make our wedding even more special? Are the bridesmaids you choose going to make your wedding celebrations more memorable and fun? If they're likely to be negative or passive aggressive, it might be best to exclude them. If one of your friends is the one who's always spreading negative energy, they will never Make your wedding party fun. Don't hesitate to keep them out of your I Do crew. Invite them to the wedding if you must. But don't give them that elevated status to be closer to you to have the potential to ruin your day. Choosing your bridesmaids is an important part of your wedding planning. You want these bridesmaids to enhance your experience, to help you and support you. But even more so, 
you want to make sure that the friendships you carry into your married life are strong, positive, and healthy too. You deserve nothing less. And so just to recap, the six essential questions you need to be asking yourself before you pick your bridesmaids, bridespeople, I do crew, or wedding party are number one, what are my expectations? Number two, are they supportive? Number three, will they be committed? Number four, is this my choice? Number five, will they still love me tomorrow? And number six, will they make our wedding even more special? That about wraps it up for this episode of the Unbridly Podcast. For the links and resources we mentioned, please head to the show notes. And if you love the show, please review and subscribe on the podcast platform you're on now so you don't miss out on a single episode. Thanks so much for listening. And remember, weddings are a team sport. Catch you soon.